Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, sometimes I watch them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Jack and I are talking about the longly anticipated Wonder Woman 1984. This DC Comics film was directed by Patty Jenkins, and the screenplay was written by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. This episode was recorded via Zoom, so the sound quality isn't going to be super amazing. As always, there are going to be full spoilers for Wonder Woman 1984, so consider yourself warned. And remember to go check us out on YouTube and Instagram at Cameron Reads Comics, as well as clobbering the like button and or leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. Now, here is your episode on Wonder Woman 1984. Jack, and welcome back to Karen Reads Comics. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked doing, to be fella? here. What's up? How you doing, fella? I'm doing good. Yeah, Jack, I'm this chilling. is round three. Correct. This is round three, and it's probably going to be the worst round ever because everybody knows the third movie in the trilogy is always the worst. Oh round. my god! You know <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna decide that for ourselves today. Dude, remember? Wait, have you seen? Did you see uh, X Men uh, Apocalypse? Yes. Yeah, and they make the joke that about Return of the Jedi that's the worst one in the trilogy, and they're like, "Oh, the third movie is always the worst one in the trilogy." Yeah, but it and also movie, and it's I like, thought, "Welcome, you're in the worst movie of the trilogy right now." You're right, it's, and pre Dark Phoenix. What I was even thinking too that with the, when they said that, I was thinking that they're also bringing up X three because that movie sucked ass. Yeah, they were. I think I feel like they were just like poking fun of that, but They're they kind of owned themselves because like that movie was also bad, so. I forget that that's the third in that trilogy. Yeah. Because I was, I don't know, those first two, X-Men First Class is my favorite X-Men. It's so good. I don't know why they did like the decade gap in between every movie. It's like when you have like these like, you know, 20 year old actors supposed to be like in their 40s. It's like, I don't believe this. Yeah. And especially to, uh, I don't know, Ty Sheridan as, I feel like we're so spoiled with his Cyclops, but man. (laughs) I I feel like he's underused. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's an, he's yeah. amazing. He's he is good. He's like a he's the next big thing. And I'm yeah. You know who's actually really coming up? Who's actually had a stellar 2020? Anya Taylor Joy. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just like yeah. Every, but everyone's like so. I feel like everyone's so caught off guard by how good Queen's Gambit is. But I'm like, she's been crushing it for a while I'm, now. I'm like, have you seen Thoroughbreds? Like, I actually haven't seen Thoroughbreds. Oh man. Oh, well, hey, I meant it. I meant to watch it. That was one great that, in Split, though. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that. See, Split's good. See, but I'm just like, she's the kind of actress now where I'm like, anything she puts her name on, I'm like, there for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, actually, I want to do a quick plug. I do this sometimes for my podcast episodes. <laughs> I Do you have HBO Max? Yeah. You know what I've been watching? I just got it, because obviously for this episode. Yeah. But also just because if I have Marvel Unlimited and Disney Plus, I should have HBO Max because I'm primarily DC anyways. Of course. And DC Universe is really letting me down because they are getting rid of all the like television content that was exclusive mm-hmm. to that platform. 
which is annoying, but it makes sense when Warner Brothers is a thing and well, they're trying to kill DC Universe. If yeah, not, they, if not, they're kind of trying to kill it as a streaming service. Yeah, it's just comics. It's going to be comics exclusive, which it's yeah. like annoying because it was very cheap for comics and TV, and now I get just comics. For, yeah, like more or whatever. But it's not a good deal anymore. I yeah. pay for two platforms for the same thing. I I canceled my subscription like six months ago, but I re got it a few days like last week because I wanted to watch some Justice League cartoons. Oh, those are so good. Oh man, like if anyone wants like to I, hear my hottest take. <laughs> Justice League, like, or I mean, DC animated universe, greater than Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm like, oh, they yeah. did it first. Oh yeah. I'm like, dude, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, dude. I'm actually reading right now. Uh, the Paul Dini, it's a Paul Dini omnibus. It's like pretty much he wrote, obviously, he wrote the TV show, but then he yeah. wrote Batman for an extended period. Dang. And it is pretty much like a continuation of the animated series. It's <laughs> so good, dude. Um. He's my friend's neighbor. Oh my gosh! He just like was walking his dog one day, and he saw Paul Dini just like getting his mail. And he's like, "What?" Of all people in the, and I he's, would die. He's lives in like a regular neighborhood too, in like oh, Burbank. Yeah. It's not like a fancy house, but he has like he looked in his house one time, and he has like crazy amounts of DC stuff in there. Oh, for sure, that guy like, is yeah. the guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, going back to I think. I'm going to finish this point and then we can actually get into what the episode's about. <laughs> Told you, third one's the worst one, dude. <laughs> I was telling Jack before this for my audience, I'm sorry I didn't have enough time to write all my notes, but um, here we are. Well, I didn't write any notes if it helps. So I didn't. I was like, we're just going to go for it because this movie yeah. speaks for itself. But yeah. HBO Max, I've been watching The Sopranos. And oh, yeah. Anyone who needs a show to watch, I am just, uh, I, I started watching it last year and I just kind of, never finished but now i'm mm. like i have hbo max like i can watch it stream it whatever it is so freaking good oh yeah i feel like it's like a rite of passage for everyone to go through the sopranos at least one time in their life i'm like well it's funny too because i know how it ends and it's just that ending is just as controversial as game of thrones well yeah. among that fan community and so oh, I'm yeah like, and so i'm just like oh man it just i think everyone was surprised by Game of Thrones not having super solid of an ending, but I'm like, that's pretty yeah. consistent with HBO's biggest properties right now. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay, so Jack, I guess Wonder Woman 1984, um, for context, before we get into the rest of the movie, how did you feel about the first film? Like, what, what was your opinion of the first one? And then, like, shaping your perspective going into the second one? Yeah, I... So I think I mostly liked the first movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like the third act was kind of a bummer. Um it's kind of like that just classic, like, you know, CGI villain has like vague motivations and wants to destroy the world kind of person. It's like, I've seen that like 5 million times. Um, like, but the movie all before that, like really worked for me. And I feel like Gal Gadot as Diana Prince was like perfect. Um, and I was kind of like skeptical before that movie. I was like, Oh, I don't really know if she's yeah. like the right fix. We barely, like we, I liked what we saw in Batman v Superman, but it was like barely anything. So yeah, it was kind of yeah. like she was like pigeonholed, like shoehorned into the movie. Yeah, it was like it was like a, a trailer for her as a person. So I was like, I don't really know what to think about this. Um, but I really liked it. I thought her and Steve Trevor were great together. Um, and everything like and then the third act didn't like ruin the movie for me, mm-hmm. but like everything until then was great, and that part was like it was fine. Yeah, no, I think I feel the same way. 
In fact, when it comes to DC movies, I think that was the first time where they kind of post Batman v Superman, although it was on the same slate, you know what I mean? They realized that was the one, there's a lot of pressure on that movie to perform because Batman v Superman did not please audiences as much as they anticipated. Yeah. Um, And then that put a lot of pressure on Justice League. And so that Mm -hmm. one coming out was like, okay, who's this? You know, because standard fans really like, they don't know who Wonder Woman is. She's probably, I wouldn't, unfortunately, if if we're going top 10, I'd put her at like the bottom, like seven to 10 range of popular characters. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, she is top five. Uh, I think there's pressure on this movie to be something and introduce a character, but Patty Jenkins nailed it. Like it made her, it just really revealed who she is as like the core you know, mm. of Wonder Woman and it made you love her. And then when it comes to DC, just think about the other movies that came out, solo hero movies. I think those have been really successful. Like Man of Steel wasn't terrible. Like it wasn't no, I, I liked Man of Steel. It was fine. You know, I'd yeah. give it whatever seven out of ten. And then yeah. I'd go watch uh Shazam was really good, Aquaman was really good. Yeah. And I think Wonder Woman was like top tier. Like I'd put that Wonder Woman number one in my top three of DC universe movies. Yeah. I think at the time I put it much higher because there wasn't really anything good at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like going back to Batman v Superman, if I watched the ultimate cut or whatever, like I like it more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at that point, like they really needed a good movie. Um, so that being said, like I liked it. I, I mean, I liked it a lot at the time. I think I it, it's gone down on my list a little bit as far as like, I think I like Shazam a little bit more. Yeah. I love a lot of fun. Yeah, and Shazam was just like it knew what it wanted to do, and it did that. Um, it was so like exclusive to itself, which I think was yeah, you know, yeah. That if you even want to call that a cameo of Superman in it, yeah, <laughs> it was just <laughs> they couldn't get Henry Cavill for it, so they got the Black <laughs> Devil. But you know, for for me, it's like frankly that in that movie answered that Henry Cavill technically is still Superman in the universe. You know yeah. So he, so I think right now he's actually working on another contract thing with Warner Brothers to like oh, yeah. cameo in other movies. Um, so like probably like Black Adam, maybe like Aquaman, something like that. Um, so like he's he's still Superman like at at this point. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think yeah. anyone. Yeah. And I think he just loves being Superman. So I think he just wants he to be literally like, is just yeah. looks just like Superman, like in every way. <laughs> he is Superman. Um. Okay, so that's how you felt about Wonder Woman. And then, um, I guess before you even get into this movie, how did you feel about HBO Max release as opposed to uh, standard in theater? Do you think it, it shaped your opinion at all? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I prefer to watch it in a theater, but that is not available to us. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, TV setups are getting better and better. Like, TVs are getting bigger and bigger. Like, everybody's kind of upgrading their home watching experience during covid i feel like i know i have um so you know watching at home was not like a huge it didn't i don't think it changed my opinion very much um on like how i engage with the movie um there's probably like cgi things that i would have forgiven more if i had seen them in a theater but when i'm watching at home i can kind of pick out things like that a little bit easier Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i especially for like I, w- I would have paid to go see this movie but like going yeah. forward if there's you know more releases like this on hbo max which there will be for 2021 sounds like it yeah yeah it's look it sounds like i'm going to be watching a lot more movies than i would have 
if I only got to go to the theater to see them because I would not have seen all those movies. So yeah, I'm a fan of that. Um, oh, really? I don't think. <laughs> I mean, like the movies like Monster Hunters, something like that, or Godzilla vs. King Kong that I would not pay 16 bucks to oh, go yeah. see. Like, I'm excited about that kind of stuff. Um, now, if it's like a Dune or something like that, like, I'd much rather see that in the theater. A Denny Villain View, uh, you need to go see this. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, like, by the time that it comes out, like, it'll be available in theaters too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think as long as, like, when theaters open up, like, we still have the option to go to theaters to see these kind of movies. Like, which I know we will. Um, and I think that, you know, that'll be good for me. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Um, I'm sorry. I'm moving stuff around because I'm going to write down some stuff. But uh, I think that, number one, it was – I don't think I liked it more because, frankly, I'm a distracted viewer. Yeah. Um, but it saved me money because usually for superhero movies, all the ones that I see, I see twice. Yeah, same. Like that's, so I watched this twice. Um, mm. this cause, so I could get like a full fleshed out opinion. Like, cause yeah. frankly, watching it at home, there are things I missed and I'm glad I gave it the second time. Cause it kind of shaped my perspective a little more in good mm. ways and bad ways. Um, yeah. so, you know, I don't think I liked the HBO Max, like something like, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I don't want to see that. At oh home. no, no, no. I think that's why they pushed it back a whole other year. I, I'm like, I should be a long time before that comes out now. I know. I'm just like, I really want to see that in the theater. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they call these movies temples. And I think that I would have liked, I don't, I would have liked it more if I saw it in the theater, but like, I just don't. Also, this movie was its own beast in particular. So I'm kind of glad. Frankly, it's, yeah. it's, we got it out of the way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of prefer, like, I, I totally see what you're saying. I think I prefer this to, like what Disney and Marvel are doing, like with Black Widow per se. Yeah, like that oh movie God. feels so old now, and I feel like I just don't even care about it as much anymore. Especially with Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out and WandaVision coming out, yeah. like all these things that were supposed to be happening like later in the continuity after this is supposed to come out. Like I, I'm starting to lose interest in that film, and I would much rather just see it so I can like experience it and go into like all the new stuff that's coming out with that film in mind. Um, yeah. especially with like Falcon, I mean, I don't want to get too much of a tangent, but like Falcon Winter Soldier is kind of going to be doing like the weapons plus program stuff. Yeah. Um, and it looks like there was going to be like that kind of setup in the Black Widow movie. Um, and so, you know, I, I wish they would just put it out and like kind of just give that to the people. Um, but you know, I understand also like, waiting to just get as much return as possible on your investment but i don't know yeah it's i'm, all, I'm also like guys but i feel like disney plus had a rough go when they tried to do what they did with mulan yeah that was they horrible. learned they were the first ones to yeah. try it and it, yeah. i don't think it went as well as they hoped it yeah would've. yeah well it and sounds I, like hbo max did, got exactly what they wanted with with wonder woman yeah and they're lucky too because they're the new kid on the block for streaming yeah. services like I realized HBO Max, or at least maybe this is just me. I don't know how it works. HBO Max doesn't have a, uh, at the time of this recording, at least, there's no, I, I have a Fire Stick. It's not on Fire Stick. I'm like, what? No, it's not on Fire Stick. It's not on like some some TVs. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I airplay it, which is fine, but I'm like, yeah. what the heck? It's, there's, it's the same thing when DC Universe like started. They had <laughs> DC some Universe is even worse, dude. Oh, that was such, that was such a rough launch. Like, Yeah. I, mean, I still get DC Universe on most stuff. What? 
I still can't even get DC Universe on a lot oh, of stuff. Really? Oh, I have it yeah. on everything I want it on. That's so funny. I just do AirPlay for my phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh bless your soul. I have an iPad. <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, that's really why I have DC Universe in the first place, because I have an iPad. I'm like, I wanted the iPad for digital comics, really. That's it. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Okay, so Jack, what was your thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah, so I only watched it once. Um, so take that into consideration. That's okay. Um, I'm like, you watched it the amount of times you need it, especially because yeah. at the time it's recording, it came out five days ago. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I wasn't really eager to watch it again. Um, yeah, same. But, yeah, I don't know. I think I like the first one better. Um, sure. I understand everything that Patty Jenkins was doing in this one. I just don't think it worked for me very much. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I see again, like I love, I think all the characters are great. Like I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I love Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. I love Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Yeah. I think Pedro, Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord was great. Yeah. Um, like I like that version of his, like of the character. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. It didn't really come together for me and it felt like, so like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get, I'll, I'll let you give your thoughts before I get into my, we'll my get problems. the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, yeah, I think it for a movie that, frankly, like I would have given the last one, frankly, like nine point five. Like the the third act wasn't great, but like I don't think it was awful. You know? Yeah. 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 And then this one, the premier Wonder Woman villain that I want in my films is Cheetah. I think Cheetah is Mm -hmm. her best villain. Uh, Yeah. Christian Wiig was a wasn't. You know, I tilted my head at the choice that I'm like, huh, like, really? That's who we're going for? But, <laughs> She's a good actor. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. She didn't do anything wrong, you know, frankly. Like, yeah. I'm like, she has a good character and, like, it wasn't crazy. Like, it wasn't crazy bad or anything. But I was just like, really? That's. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that they had a lot for this movie, really. This movie had a lot of pieces, but they didn't really quite pander out. Yeah. I think that, you know, Pedro Pascal, like, I, I, I finished The Mandalorian, I've seen it, like, I, I know what he's capable of. Yeah. And then, um, with Cheetah, I'm like, Maxwell Lord, too, in the lineage of, like, Wonder Woman, is a great villain. Like, he's yeah. actually, she, he's, like, one of the first people in the comics, like, she ever killed. Mm. And I was like, dang, because he was super messed up, and I just thought that, like, he felt very two-dimensional. Yeah. And... You know, the armor that she got, the, I think the armor of Asteria, I was like, that could be really cool. They kind of didn't give me much more than, they're, they're like, this is cool, and she's going to wear it now, and then that yeah. was it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then the Steve Trevor stuff was kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, we didn't need him. I don't know. So this movie felt like, I feel like it was better than this movie. Like, this mo- like Wonder Woman was better than this movie, but I feel like it gave me Amazing Spider-Man 2 vibes. Mm. Um, just like in how things came together. Like there's a lot of good bits in that, in both those movies. That I like a lot, like, Oh, yeah. this moment, this, I like this or this idea. I like this, but you're putting like a hundred things into this movie and they do not all go together. It's like, I think you're right. Yeah. It's like in main Spider-Man two, it's like have him fight electro or have him fight green goblin. Like stop trying to shove a hundred different plot lines into this movie or villain. It's like, it's like with Cheetah. It's like, I was really interested in a lot of stuff, you know, but we never really got enough time with Cheetah and, or Maxwell Lord. It's like, yeah. we sh- they should have just picked one villain and kind of focused on that. It's yeah. like, I think at the moment it's like, you know, we're with Barbara Minerva for a lot of the movie 
And then we switch over to Maxwell Lord. And then like, she just becomes Cheetah. Like yeah, off screen. Like she, she becomes <laughs> Cheetah for freaking 10 minutes. I'm she's like, off screen, becomes Cheetah. And then she's not Cheetah anymore. Like right away. And I'm like, cause I, that one, <laughs> like, okay, if you didn't kill her, then at least she never renounced her wish. She keep her as Cheetah. Like we, I want her in another yeah. property. You know what I mean? And maybe, yeah. you know, there's room for her to kind of have the original Cheetah origin where she experiments on herself and whatever. But yeah. I'm like, Oh, like I just really wanted a lot more Cheetah, and we kind of just got Kristen Wiig, which I don't fault Kristen Wiig for. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, she was fine with what she was given. And I think one of the biggest things I realized that I was missing, and maybe this is me reading too much into it, in the first movie they had another guy on the script because there's three people: Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, and Alan Heinberg. Mm-hmm. And he was like did a great job, like one on one, but they didn't have Alan Heinberg on this movie. And I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. that changed something. Yeah. Because I wanted yeah. to like it more than I did. Yeah, I and again, it's like I, you know, I like all the character stuff. Like there wasn't a lot of action in it, which is like, whatever. Like I mean, like I wish there was a little bit more action, but it didn't bother me that much when I was watching it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I really wish they did more with Cheetah. Um, and if you're gonna do Maxwell Lord, just like do Maxwell Lord. Because I like, yeah. and again, say I, I didn't like, I didn't dislike anything that was happening, like with the characters. Everything just felt when I, when things were actually started happening, it felt really rushed and just like out of nowhere. And I'm like, yeah. man, I wish you would just focus on either Cheetah or focus on Maxwell Lord, um, and kind of fully flesh that out, not just have it be really vague and very quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, le- I was like, let's just go into breaking down character by character because. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there weren't too many characters in this movie. No, it was very, it was very dry. Yeah, it was dry. Yeah. It was dry for this, I don't know, we didn't have too many characters. And then, so I'm like, we got to spend more time with them, but I feel like we, it kind of didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, Diana, how did you feel about her representation in this film as opposed to, I don't know, the first one or just in context to us knowing what we know about her now? Yeah, I I mean, I I like the Patty Jenkins version of Diana. I feel like it feels like a, a completely different character than the one we've seen in Batman Superman and Justice League. In in a good way. Like, I think in a fresh in a, good, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way, but it feels like there's no continuity between these yeah. movies as far as like her character goes because are we are we supposed to believe that she goes from this hopeful character gone through this like huge journey back to like turning your back on humanity again for some reason mm-hmm. and then not flying anymore <laughs> I, I just don't it doesn't yeah. I, I, I don't see it at all and it's like and i'm glad i mean and that's that's kind of the nature of it like patty jenkins didn't do you know the Zack snyder movies and he had his own vision for wonder woman and it's like that happens but it's like i wish there had been some somebody bigger that was like okay this is kind of where the character's gonna go and we need to make this consistent across these movies. Kind of like a Kevin Feige at Marvel. Yeah, and I guess right now there's turmoil with the guy who's uh, leading DC. I don't know if you saw Ray Fisher just shared an article about Walter Hamada. Oh, yeah. Who, I'm just like, well, because then before him, it was this guy, Kevin Fujihara. Mm-hmm. And people did not like Kevin Fujihara. And I don't think I was a fan either. Yeah. But now it's like... Can we get anyone who just... Well, it, sh- it shows how hard it is to have somebody like a Kevin Feige. They tried to get Jeff Johns to do it for a while, too, and he didn't, it didn't, he didn't work out either. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah. 
right now Jeff Johns is in a lot of turmoil too at DC and, and just he's doing, you know, it's the biggest surprising thing in the world is that he has his own image book that's going to come out. Mm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is like, like Mr. DC? It's like, yeah, it's crazy to me. But anyways, anyways, yeah. anyways. Um, yeah, I thought Wonder Woman's portrayal was different. It was a little, I think you're right with the, there was differences in continuity and like consistency of the character. Um, but also I think that from stem from a place where Patty Jenkins understands Diana more than, um, Zack Snyder does for sure. Because like, and I don't want to get heat for this. I respect the guy. I think he, I think Watchmen is an amazing film actually. And I might be one of the only people that thinks that I just don't think Zack Snyder is the right person to helm the DC universe. No, absolutely not. And I don't want to be mean, but I'm like, I don't think he understands Wonder Woman. I'm like, I'm all yeah. for it. I'm going to watch the Snyder Cut. I'm excited for the Snyder Cut. Yeah, same. But, but like, I just don't think he is the right guy to helm that because from what I've seen, yeah. he, I don't think he understands Superman. And I don't think he understands <laughs> Batman. And I'm like, yeah. Like, Batman does have humanity. Like, I promise. Yeah. And Superman, I'm like, Superman isn't a god. Like, that's never what he wanted to be. And I get mm. that you're kind of. I'm like, he doesn't understand Lex Luthor. For, we all know now. I'm just Obviously, like, no, yeah. And I'm like, Superman is wholesome. Like, Jeff Johns had, has said it best, and I think that's it. He's like, he, Superman is just a guy who's doing the best with what he's got. Yeah. Trying to do the best he can with what he has. Everyone can relate to that. And I'm like, yeah. he's leaning into the part of Superman we don't relate to. And mm. I'm just like, oh, I can't hang. I can't hang with that. And then Batman's just freaking grumpy dude over here yeah but so killing dudes like this no problem so going back to patty jenkins's like perspective on diana i think she, she understands and she especially when we saw in the first movie i was like oh yeah that's her you know yeah. i want people to love this character because it's frankly i'd argue the most important female in comics like, yeah and then it just this movie kind of was like what and then she was it hurts me that she was pining for Steve for so long. Yeah. The Steve thing. So like I, I like, I mean, okay. So there's like two sides of it for me. Like I like to see, like, I like to see that she's vulnerable and, you know, she like feels her feelings and like, it's not like, it's not like, Oh, like I'm wonder woman. So I can't like deal with that kind of stuff. Like I like that that's happening and we're still seeing that she's still kind of, that's still motivating her and like driving her and like all, like even after all this time. Um, and it was cool seeing him back. Like, I'm glad to see him back. I just find amazing. Amazing. He's so great. And he like completely like changed the film once he came back. Yeah. Um, And like, it just made it better. Um, and I think they're so good together. Like their chemistry and all that is so good together. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like they should have either, made him more integral to the story or like not even used him. Cause like when she has to rescind her wish and all that stuff, like it happens. It just like in such an anticlimactic way. Yeah, we don't even see him like disappear or something. Yeah. And it's such a nothing moment in the film. It's like, and then she has all her powers back and she gets the armor for some reason, even though she has all her powers back and then she goes and fights cheetah. Like, so my, I was under the impression with the trailer is that, she was wearing the armor because she was still depowered and that Steve was still around. Yeah. So I I knew she was losing, like losing some of her powers. Um, 
And that's why I thought she was wearing the armor. Cause I'm like, she's like, Oh, she can't let go of Steve and she can't, she's trying to have it all. And this armor is the only way she's able to fight Cheetah. So she can try to figure things out. And at some point during the final fight, she's going to have to rescind her wish and give up Steve so she can get her powers back. Yeah. Fight Cheetah. I felt like that would have been much more climactic and much more of a huge moment rather than, you know, her just saying goodbye like 10 minutes before the fight with Cheetah and her just flying with the armor for some reason because it looks cool. Yeah, I didn't... I was like, I don't know. It also was incredibly unclear to me where the final battle was taking place because I'm like... Oh, yeah. Why does she have to fly there? Why does she have to fly back? Why is... Yeah. How did Pedro Pascal get to his son so fast? Like, I don't know. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, then let's... Honestly, with your Steve Trevor stuff, I, I totally agree. I think that Chris Pine's a great... I just feel like with either the beats have to stick or they can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, don't commit to that. Like with the street Steve Trevor stuff, I'm like, frankly, you didn't have to kill him in the last movie. Yes. Yeah. But you could have killed one of the other men. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, there's several like accidental deaths that really could have hurt Diana more than like Ludendorff's death. I mean, I feel like that should have hurt her a lot more in the first one. Um, mm. So I'm like, you didn't have to kill him if you were just going to bring him back. It kind of really takes away the stakes of the first film. Uh, yeah. Just, just to bring him back in kind of a nonchalant way. Yeah. Um, and so, but I think you're right. I think Chris Pine and himself being there was great, and it was nice to have him on the adventure. Yeah. Uh, he, although I just wish he also wasn't in the body of someone else. Yeah, so weird. And I feel like Wonder Woman would have a problem with that. Like, I feel like she would not be cool with her, like, with Steve Trevor taking over this guy's entire life. Yeah, like, does this guy have a girlfriend? Like, what if he sees, she sees him with Diana oh, and yeah. he's like, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was just weird. Um, yeah. I'm like, literally, he could have just rematerialized and it would. That's what I thought it was going to be. Just as much. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially if nukes are able to materialize out of nowhere. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how do you? Okay, so how we? How do you feel about Cheetah? Yeah, I. I mean, the brief moment she was Cheetah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I liked. I, I liked her. I liked Barbara Minerva in the film, and like I felt like she was a good foil. Um, I wish they had just spent more time with that and just spent time on that. Yeah. Um, or it's like they couldn't find a way to make the stakes big enough with just Cheetah. So they had to bring in Maxwell Lord to kind of, you know, create this problem that's going to end the world. It's like, but I wish they would have just written the movie to focus on just Wonder Woman and Cheetah and have it been about that conflict um, or just about Maxwell Lord and that conflict. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, so, um, but I feel like, you know, I feel like Kristen Wiig did a great job and I'd love to see her come back as Cheetah. And like now, actual Cheetah. That door is still open. So yeah, oh, I'm sure it is. I don't know. I don't, you know, it makes me so sad. I don't know if this is ever going to happen, but the one thing about the Justice League movie that I loved was the post-credit scene where we kind of got the Injustice Society because mm-hmm. that's not that's not a thing at Marvel. So I'm like, yeah. that's an exclusive DC property that could have been so cool to see if we still have Ben Affleck because I think they're going to make. I think we're going to have two simultaneous Batman's at the same time. I mean. Yeah, I feel like we'll have Ben because he's come back for the Flash movie. Yeah, Supposedly it's his last movie, but I don't know. I feel like there's some there's the door is still open there for him to do something. Yeah, and 
I don't. I like. I didn't mind his Batman wasn't perfect, but I'm like I didn't. Oh, I I love his Batman. I'm I'm totally. I'm, I mean, you for you just retcon the killing thing, and like, I'm 100 percent on board. Or even just like I don't know, like make him at, show any happiness because I'm like also that was like the first Batman we we'd seen to actually have a Robin, and I'm like I yeah. want Robin. I want Robin but, more than any of these people. <laughs> but not but not like the weird like giggly cracking jokes Batman from Justice League. Yeah, I, Joss, we, we don't want the Joss Whedon Batman. Joss Whedon is kind of on his own now these days. Yeah, nobody likes him anymore. <laughs> he's, he's like, Aven- I was like, I like Avengers one, and everyone's like, No, you don't. I'm like, Okay. No. <laughs> like, I'm like, I like Avengers two, and they're like, No. And I'm like, Okay. No, sorry. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm like, I won't. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, that is so funny. Like Robert California is the villain now. Anyway, True. but True. okay, so. uh I like Cheetah. Actually, I have a freaking slab of Cheetah, a comic book press. It is Wonder Woman number nine by Je- uh, George Perez. Just Heck like yeah. beautiful. It's the first like redone origin of Cheetah with Barbara Minerva, and she oh, nice. actually like the Cheetah. You know what I mean? She's not really yeah. Him, and I'm like, oh, she's just so cool. And yeah, I feel like we could have gotten so much more than we actually got. Yeah, I feel like part of that. I feel like honestly. Part of this is like with cats coming out last year, like they don't want to have too much of a person in a looking cat CGI suit. Um, I feel like it's part of why that battle took place in like complete darkness. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. they can, did, like, you, did you like it? Did you like the cheetah look? It was fine. I, it didn't feel weird to me. I, yeah. I you know, it could have looked more, a little bit more cheetah like, um, but yeah. I didn't, it didn't offend me in any way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's part of the reason that battle was pretty short and took place in complete darkness. Yeah, and frankly, here's my biggest issue with that battle, and I hate being the guy who nitpicks. I'm like, I, I this is kind of these are freaking people who can fly for Christ's sake. Like, we don't yeah. need to nitpick. <laughs> the one thing though, I'm like, Diana, you're in a metal suit, and it's, and you are drowning and electrocuting the cat lady, and you're in water. I'm like, you're gonna get electrocuted too. I'm like, this yeah. is really just how electricity <laughs> works. And, yeah, maybe because she's Zeus's daughter. Uh, uh, like, I don't, you're, you're right. I'm like, that's a good enough reason. Yeah. We're like, you know, I read something and I said, it said this movie would have, if it was a comic, would have been an amazing comic. I think if this was like mm-hmm. a 12 issue maxi series or something, it would have been a pinnacle Wonder Woman story. Yeah. But because they tried to make it a movie, like it, because it took the form of film instead, Yeah. it just wasn't as good. It's also just too long. It's over two and a half hours. And it's All like, of that Egypt stuff didn't need to happen. Yeah. Oh, no way. But it's like, again, it's like they they have to do something with Pedro Pascal to make him a character in the movie. And it's like, there's just not enough time to do the, both yeah. these things. It's like, that being said, I, I really liked him. Like, I, I would love to see more of him. Um, yeah, Maxwell Lord. I'm like, yeah. I, I, that, he was actually probably my biggest disappointment in the movie. Really? Yeah. Because um, Maxwell Lord is like, frankly, he's kind of scary. Oh, for um, sure. Like he's like, yeah, he's an amazing character. For my for my comic fans, I implore you to go read uh, Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Countdown number one. It is the issue before the big DC event, Infinite Crisis. But it is literally when that's when you learn he's scary because that's when Maxwell Lord kills the Blue Beetle, like Ted Core mm-hmm. Blue Beetle. Yeah, it is like, oh, he's bad, and like he has mind powers. Like, yeah. What what we don't know, what we didn't see in the movie, which I'm I'm like give it give or take. Yeah, 
number one, he's like Lex Luthor, like level wealth, you know what I mean? Yeah. And power. And then he can like mess with people's minds. Like he has yeah. mind control. And so there's a whole arc where he, it's not in that issue, but it's in another, it's Greg Rocca's Wonder Woman series. He gets Superman. He literally mind controls mm-hmm. Superman. And that's what makes Diana kill him. Yeah. And she snaps his neck. And I'm like, oh, that, not that Superman need to be in this, but in any sort of way, like he could have yeah. mind controlled someone to make Diana be in a really tough position. And it's like, I just felt like he was so one dimensional. He was unsuccessful. I didn't like that. I didn't get why they did that. Like, I'm like, I, I think it started out well for me. Um, like I, I feel, I feel like his character works in the world of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 80s billionaire Donald Trump businessman kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like once, once they like made him the stone spoilers. Um, yeah. And, spoiler. yeah. yeah spoilers. Um, once they like made him the stone and he became like the big bad villain, it just like went off the rails for me. Like I had no, like I was like, what, why are you even doing any of this anymore? Um, and it just felt like a very one dimensional kind of villain performance. But before that, like all the stuff where he's like struggling and like losing all that stuff and like kind of freaking out in front of his son and like that, like, you know, con man putting on a performance. I liked all that. And I wish he would have, you know, I wish there was something more like something deeper beneath that to like give us like a real motivation and why he's doing any of this um, other than just wanting more Um, to which like the, the greed is the main villain of the movie because like he's, Maxwell was like not even the villain really that much. Like, so it's like, it's, it's weird. Um, it was just kind of all over the place, but yeah, I thought that um, was weird too, but I love Pedro Pascal. And I think he was really fun as that character for the most, like for most of the movie. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. I don't know. I don't know. If Maybe I not that. as Maxwell Lord, but as a character in this movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just kind of let me down. I was like, mm. And I don't think he let me down, but just the writing, the direction of that character, the whole purpose of that character. I was like, I really didn't like the monkey's paw kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm like, I feel, I just felt like I was so lazy. Yeah. I'm like, that could have been anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the man searching for ultimate power. I'm like, you could have done a completely entirely different thing. You yeah. Know? And so I just thought that was a weird choice. Okay. So mm-hmm. how'd you feel about the eighties? as a character or a setting in this film? How do you, do you think it worked? Do you think it didn't work? Yeah. So, so like, you, you know, the, the references to Richard Donner's Superman are not lost on me in this movie. Yeah, right, like, right. you know, I feel like every other scene in this movie was like some sort of homage to that, yeah. um, which is fun. Like I get it. And it, it's nice to see like Wonder Woman is like that positive character um, and kind of like try to embody that spirit um, of like the Christopher Reeve Superman. Um it went way over the top for me sometimes. Um, and it felt like the movie was intentionally cheesy at points, but like sometimes it felt like Richard Pryor Superman, like Superman three. Yeah. And just like, just way too much. And it kind of just like takes me out of the movie. Um, and like some of the special effects, like, and I get that this is like, this was an intentional choice by Patty Jenkins to like, you know, make it seem like this movie was filmed in the eighties. Um, and that like reflects the special effects as well, but like that flying CGI looked horrendous. Mm-hmm. And like some of that, some of like the fighting and running CGI, like 
It looks really bad. So far in DC, frankly, my favorite flying CGI is Man of Steel. Man, nothing, nothing compares. It is that, so good. That sequence when he learns how to fly is so good. And then this one, I like the reason she learned how to fly. I like that she did that. Like she did it for Steve. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I think that's a great reason. I was like, I was oh for sure. Can she fly? Because you know, you see her jump into the camera at the end of the first one, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know if that means she knows how to fly. Or yeah, it's very vague on whether she can fly or not. And so now it's like, oh, she learned how to fly, but also it's, she, we also got the invisible jet. And I'm like, why do we have to get the invisible jet then? Like, that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just me. That's me in my head. But yeah, um, honestly, I liked the 80s element. I thought it was going to be set up to be like a setting and not a character. And I think it became a character, which kind of, yeah. it's almost like they're leaning into the Stranger Things. Mm, yeah we don't need to do that like they're doing yeah. that you know like yeah. i don't need that well even with stranger things it's like they yeah they like they play on the nostalgia a lot but like they make up for it with great characters and great stories yeah there are like, man i'm re- i'm actually on season three my chick loves stranger things and so she's got me to watch it heck yeah like, i'm really into it it's so it's great good. it's good it's uh, really yeah. fun yeah um but but yeah so it's it, it did that in the campy way without the redemption. I'm like, yeah. So kind of that. It was okay. I was like, I didn't mind it, but it's always fun to see the '80s. And I, frankly, this oh, yeah. color scheme for her costume compared to the first one in Justice League and Batman v Superman, ten times better, ten times more. Oh, better. for sure. It's like it's it's again like I feel like her character, like Wonder Woman is a character costume. Everything is like at peak right now. Like it's yeah. so it's it's great, and I love. Like, I love how Patty Jenkins sees and thinks about the character and, like, portrays her on screen. I just think all the other stuff just doesn't really work very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, then let's go into this. I, I think I got two more questions for you. All right. Um, what did we like? So what is something, maybe your favorite moment of the film or something? Because I'm like, again, for, and personally, go back to your original comparison, I love Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think that's... <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's like my second favorite Spider-Man movie. Like, really? Uh, third. It's number three in my life. I I like it. I mean, I liked it. I loved it when it first came out, and then I, after, over time, I was kind of like, "This is not as good as I think it is." Oh, I love it. it. This has a lot of issues. The first ten minutes of that movie are like my favorite Spider-Man's. They they have yet to be beat as my oh, favorite Spider-Man sequence. And again, it's the same thing. It's like the Spider-Man himself. I think is great in that movie, like as a character, that embodiment of him costume is the best costume that's ever been in a spider-man movie yeah um and like the bits of him actually being spider-man just day-to-day i think are really good it's when you know the nitty-gritty yeah like the the, the meat and bones of the movie are just no good yeah yeah so this one what was i gonna say um i think wonder woman is better than i mean spider-man 2 by the way i think oh yeah i uh i don't know i like i like amazing spider-man 2 but it's going away from that point uh, I think I agree with your assessment of it being that. But um, did you have a favorite moment? What did you like about it? Because I, I don't want to get too, like, ne- I, I'm like... I no, I'm trying not to neg the movie. Yeah. Again, like our Batman 3 Jokers kind of thing, I'm like, it wasn't, like, the worst thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? No, was, yeah. I'm like, this is definitely worth the watch, and I think some of the effects are really cool, but, like... So what, what did we like? Yeah, so if I could give it a rating, like, I'd give it... If there was like the the worst movie I've ever seen, or like a really great movie, I recommend. I give it like a middle ground. Like it, it's a it's a good it's a fine movie, and it's not going to offend anybody. <laughs> I, I I wish they would have done more with it. 
Um, but it's it's much better than Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> the worst DC movie. My, no, my, no way. And I would definitely watch. I mean, I wouldn't watch it again right now, but I'd probably watch it again in the future. Um, yeah. So I like the characters. I liked, you know, the costumes. I liked moments in the film. Um, and that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like I like the characters together. I feel like they had great dynamics, and I think yeah. everything everything was in place for a really great movie. I don't think it was executed in the best way. I feel like there were things that should be changed or could it could be tweaked to make it better. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't call it a bad movie like by any stretch. Of, you know, I think it's totally fine. And it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that for this one, I my favorite part was. Number one, when like her reason to learn how to fly, I'm glad she knows how to fly now. Yeah, I'm glad they brought in that armor. I think that armor, no matter what, is the coolest freaking armor in the world. And like they yeah. pulled it off, which was so. Yeah. Um, then her riding the lightning, no matter what, is the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen. Is is rad? Like why yeah. not? Yeah. Her color schemes were amazing. Again, like I, that is the pinnacle perfect. I like. I think Spider Man Two level perfect Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. You know. It, oh yeah. It, there's I've, we have not seen better yet, um, yeah. and then honestly, I think that's about it for me. But I think the action sequences were cool. Like um, the White House fight was kind of cool, and how we yeah. did that, and the cheetah fights were okay. Uh, my yeah, that's uh, that's about it though. It was good though. I think it's worth yeah. the watch here, and like yeah. the '80s is fun. Yeah, I think it missed so like. One way I think it missed like that big action moment mm-hmm. of the mo- like of the movie to kind of like as like a big remembrance point or like a big focal point. Like I think of in the first movie, like the no man's land scene. Yeah, right, right. Where she like takes off the robe and she's in the costume for the first time and like that triumphant moment. I felt like this film didn't have one of those and, mm-hmm. and it kind of I feel like if it had something like that, like it would kind of stick with me a little bit more. It's like or at least maybe forget the parts I didn't like. Um but and I think the problem, it's like with the first one, yeah, the third act wasn't great, but I don't remember that all the time when I think yeah. back to the movie. I think about, oh, that No Man's Land scene or, you know, when they're all hanging out in that town after they save it and stuff like that. Like, there's really good moments that I like a lot. Um, I feel like this film didn't have a moment like that for me where I was like, wow, that is Wonder Woman right there. Like, that is incredible. Um, yeah. I think that mall scene was pretty good, but it was really early in the film and it wasn't very long and it didn't feel like it didn't have that same kind of energy as, mm-hmm. uh, as the first movie. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like if it had a moment like that, I would be more forgiving to it, but it's like the film was asking me, it's the film was encouraging me to remember the things I don't like about it more. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like there. I'd agree. I'd agree with that assessment. Uh, and my last question for you is what would you rate this movie out of 10? I give it a solid 6.5 out of 10. Maybe a 7 on a good day. Uh, maybe a 6.5. Yeah. I think, yeah. honestly, I'm right there with you. I think I'm probably closer to just a 6. I think yeah. 6.2 is my rating for it. <laughs> I went in with high hopes. Uh, yeah. That's watchable. It's watchable. It's there. Yeah. Um, it's in the canon now. Uh, yeah. It just, yeah, it's kind of, you know, frankly, I just felt bad for it. Because when the expectations yeah. are that high... And especially when it comes to DC movies, like we just don't have, we don't have as many DC movies to, they're just so hit or miss. And that's what, yeah. it just is sad, but you know, hope, there's hope that we, after fandom, we have hope for more. 
DC yeah. content. Yeah, well, it's like so. Like I'm thinking about it right now. Like it kind of reminds me of like the Thor films in the sense that like the first one was it was bold and it was like the best shot that one could probably do for that movie and what yeah. that character is and all that stuff. And, and there's a lot to like about it. And there's things that really aren't perfect about it. And the second one just kind of falls flat, but I feel like the third one, when it takes place in present day and it's like interacting with other DC characters, like I feel like it's, I feel like it's on track for a great third movie. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I think so too. I think so. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Cause I feel like the, I feel like Wonder Woman needs to be in this present world of the DC universe. Like, you know, interact with other characters, have some crossovers in her movie, go on a, like a modern adventure and do something like kind of like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like that could not, not like not mo- like not be just like for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Like this, but we're talking about comedy. what it did for Thor. Yeah, what it did for Thor. I feel like the third movie. I feel like we're on track for like a great, um, you know, final Wonder Woman movie for this trilogy. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. So. Thank you so much, Jack, for coming on the Cameron Reads Comics Pod. Thanks, um, We will have you back again soon. Yeah. For my listeners, remember to go leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, also, also go check us out on Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. and now the brand new Cameron Reads Comics YouTube channel. Dang. There should be really, really, really cool things up there by by this Dang. point. So, um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, Jack, thank you again for hanging of course. out. Of course. We love hanging out with you, and we will Anytime. see you again. I'm waiting outside your house until you text me every day. So, <laughs> All righty. Well, yeah. I didn't know that was you. You should change your underwear. It's been a few days. They, um, they probably smell horrible at this point. That hurts me that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, Jack. We appreciate seeing you. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Love you, man. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.